0: What's up, guys, and welcome back to CEO Skills Radio. I'm your host, Nina, a New York-bred lawyer and former lobbyist, aka networking and negotiating pro. Join me each week as I discuss an in-depth, no-fluff training on all the stuff that you need to know to run a scalable online coaching or consulting company. These are the CEO skills, and they are based off of the five departments that I believe, after years of experience, that every company needs to holistically scale to reach the desired income and impact levels that you want to reach. Those five departments are your marketing, sales, annoying AF admin, a.k.a. legal and financial, your systems operations, and being a good team and community leader. So join me today as we dive into an in-depth training on one of these topics, and I'll see you on the other side. Just one more quick thing before we dive into the topic of today's training. I just wanted to give you a little hint at a big surprise coming up later in this episode. That surprise is going to be an exclusive offer reserved only for CEO Skills Radio listeners. And that offer hint is a free contract template from my contract template shop. So if you wanna find out what that is and find out how to redeem it, stick around to the very end and you'll find out more. Thanks for being part of the CEO Skills crew. What's up guys and welcome back to another episode of CEO Skills. Today we are taking a little break from legal topics, although I will find ways to toss in some legal tips in this episode and we're going to talk about pitching. So collaborations are a huge part of my business. I think that networking And expanding your network is something that should not go unnoticed or should not be discounted. And it is something that has totally changed the trajectory of my business and has totally changed the direction of my life even before online business. So... For those of you who don't know my former career was a lobbyist in new york city and in new york state and not only was networking literally my job i would have to go around and network with different elected officials or group leaders or trade associations um, or clients or people right but also i got the job through networking not in the same fancy suit stuffy room kind of way as i would network for my job, but because my best friend from law school, who's like my ride or die bitch, got me the job. Um, she got the job about a year ahead of me and then brought me in after someone had quit. So it ended up being really fortunate for me. What I will say is that networking does not have to be what you think it is, meaning it doesn't have to be you signing up and paying to join, you know, some random association where they have meetings with cheese boards like once a month or whatever. Like, no, your network is also people around you. Your network are people that you talk to or interact with every day or look up to. And it's also people that you can kind of like, force your way into their orbit and by force i don't mean like actually force anyone but you can kind of like manifest or act with intention into people's orbits and get to know them um, and get to work with them in that way and i really think that having an intention is so key for pitching anyone whether it's to get on their podcast or to work with them in some way having a clear intention and almost manifesting it is key so that is we will talk about that, like having a clear intention um, in terms of having a clear ask and everything in just a few moments. But let me break it down for you this way. I've had probably one, two, three, four, I've had like at least five or six collaborations with people where I first found out about them before they knew about me. And like, as soon as I found out about them, I was like, I want to collaborate with them. I want to work with them. I want to somehow like, get to know them on a professional collegiate level as a colleague and it could be an influencer with like 200 something thousand followers or it could be someone from another country and by some way whether it's through visualization and intention and manifestation or through if it's through my strategic networking abilities I've gotten to work with them and even call some of them friends nowadays so if you want to become the go-to expert in your field if you want to be someone who makes a massive impact you need to start by making an impact on the people you talk to and have conversations with even if it's someone who starts out as a cold lead or someone who's much further advanced in their careers than you but in order to even get to that level and be as big as i know that you want to be you need to understand how to pitch yourself and by pitching yourself properly, you can grow your network and expand exponentially. So I'm going to cover in today's episode, three pitching mistakes that will make or break your deal. And I mean, you know, the deal as in not just like brand deals, because we're not all influencers here, but just in terms of like making or breaking any kind of collaboration or any kind of relationship or introduction. So. I'm gonna get right into the tips. So it's three pitching mistakes that will make or break your deal. Number one is an improper introduction. Please don't, if your goal is to collaborate or work with someone, don't just say hi. Don't just say, oh my God, we should collab. Don't just say that because like, you're asking the person then essentially to keep you in mind and brainstorm ways for Your business to intertwine with their business, and they might not even know what the fuck you do or who you are. So, saying, like, oh my god, we should collab does literally nothing except make you almost look unprofessional because someone who's a professional knows that there's intentional ways to work with someone and that you can't just like willy nilly throw out ideas. You have to say, like, you know, if you say, oh my god, we should do a podcast episode together, that's different. But just saying, oh my god, we should collab is a red flag for me that like no this person's like they're not seriously asking me to collab with them unless it's like again someone who i know and trust and have been friends with i'm talking about cold lead you never talk to them you probably don't even know who they like they don't know who you are for sure and you probably don't even really know who they are your introduction should not just say like oh my god we should collab that is not how you pitch to someone right So imagine like a random guy comes up to you and it's like, oh my God, we should date. Like maybe some people would be flattered, but if he's like, oh my God, we should, he does not even say, oh my God, we should date. He says like, oh my God, we should be boyfriend and girlfriend. Wouldn't you be like, um, what? Like, I don't know you, like what are you about, right? So the same kind of thing goes for collaborators. The second mistake that people make in their improper introductions is making it all about you or yourself. Don't send a long winded story. Don't send four voice notes off the bat, like umming and umming and ah, uh, ah, uh, like um, yeah, um, so, um, no. Did you, did you know that you can actually delete voice notes before sending them so you can re record them? Like, especially if you're pitching to someone or talking to a client or a potential collaborator. Don't just send four voice notes in a row of you thinking about what to say. Like, how is that going to help your cause, right? And as with everything I say, this is tough love. This is not being mean. This is not being condescending. This is giving you tips of what I experience on the receiving end of collaborations and tips about what I've done or avoided on the aggress not aggressive, but like almost aggressive way of literally getting what i want and who i want to talk to for a career for the last i don't know at least five years by following these guidelines so don't make it all about you and your introduction don't make your introduction like um uh 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 thinking out loud what to say like record rehearse do what you need to do to make sure that whatever you deliver is an intentional response or introduction So I told you what's an improper introduction and now you're going to want to take notes because I'm going to tell you how to make a proper introduction. And this is something that I teach teach exclusively inside my mentorship program, CEO Skills. So and I haven't even taught it to this first round of CEO Skills yet, but it's not something that I often teach and go in depth in because it is something that took me years of a career in politics and pr and lobbying and being a lawyer and being a content creator to really master but here we go number one is to warm them up it is rare that i go in for a collab off the bat often i just introduce myself and again set an intention long-term vision that somehow you'll work with them and if you can't identify that little opportunity or that like specific pocket where you guys will fit in together then don't say anything yet just introduce yourself and let them know what you specifically enjoy about their content oh my god i loved your recent post about this it reminds me of about the time i went this you know connect it back to you so that you can kind of show them a little bit about yourself how it relates to your experience kind of already positioning yourself as an authority or as like a friend um but remember this is just the time where they can learn who you are so don't like go off into your to tangents. I know how some of you are. You know, acting like DMs are your therapy sessions, but like, don't send huge long paragraphs introducing yourself. Warm them up. You know, introduce yourself briefly. Provide context as to who you are and what intre- it, what um, interests you about them. Like letting them know, for example, if I am you know, clearly a lawyer, right? So if I like someone's content, right, I'll message them maybe instead of just commenting, maybe I'll comment and then I'll message them and be like, oh my God, I love your recent post!" Like I used to experience that all the time when I was working in the law, um i was always working with clients that weren't aligned with me let's say their post was about like nightmare clients or something i'd say like i was always working with clients that weren't aligned with me and that's why like now i'll like forever use contracts to make sure that i'm only working with ideal clients and seeing what they say you know so that was just very off the cuff but you want to send them a message just introducing yourself let them know what you specifically enjoy about their content And then connect it to you somehow where it like opens the door for further communication and don't be offended if they don't like want to get to know you right away like they might just like give you a whatever answer but it's the beginning you're establishing building blocks networking and negotiations and all these things are very long-term games so don't give yourself too much pressure to like throw it oh my god we should collab no that is not the way to get a collab Okay, maybe in the very beginning of entrepreneurship, but this is called CEO Skills Radio. This is for the person who is not just starting their business, but scaling their business and running an enterprise, right? So you're not just like doing whatever because you wanna fill your time with stuff. Like you have limited time and you need to be intentional about what you're doing. And so does the person on the other side of this message. So warm them up with a message, maybe a de- maybe a comment as well, connecting you guys somehow in terms of interests and content and Um, letting them know that like, you know, sneaking in there that you're somehow an expert or authority or something in that field. Number two for a proper introduction is to get in their orbit. So I hate to say it, um, maybe it's my career (laughs) as a lobbyist before this, but sometimes you got to pay to play. And when I was a lobbyist, we would often have to, like, let's say we were trying to get a politician to pass the law or, you know, help our client with some license or regulation or something that was like, you know, something that was really hindering their business, right? So we would have to have meetings with the politicians and try to get them to take action somehow, use their use their um, connections or... Or if it's like to get, you know, someone a license or to lift this stop work order for a developer or some shit and, you know, or pass a law. Sometimes it was laws. But regardless of the situation, sometimes the politicians wanted nothing to do with us. Like people think that lobbyists just know everybody. No, sometimes we know people and have long-term relationships with them. But a lot of times we're learning about the politician for not the first time, but maybe for a specific reason in a specific context um, because politicians deal with like so many different contexts and so many different industries and niches and everything so you don't always know them in a certain situation so maybe they'll meet with you on one issue if it's an issue that's important to them but maybe you get ghosted when you try to reach out to them about every other thing right you probably would understand this in the context of influencers let's say or brands let's say there's someone you wanted to work with you dm them you dm them you know they have like 200 500 000 followers they're never going to see your dm they somehow share everyone else's question response stickers they somehow sh- share everybody else's repost of their video or using their product or whatever in their stories but for whatever reason your stories are never they're never even seen they don't even look at them there's flooded in their in their like message request box and they probably delete it before they even looked at it right they're never replying or liking your comments you're like oh what the fuck like I know there's a way to get through to them but how do I do it so sometimes you need to pay to be able to be in the same room as them and that could be literally literal that could be literally or figuratively so in the case of lobbying it would be literal in that if i knew a politician was going to be making an appearance at a some event one night i would buy a ticket to that event and i would like casually stage an introduction right like go up to them and be like oh my god can i you know again warm them up introduce myself just generally find them when they're at the bar, asking what they're drinking, right? Like Casual conversation and then say, oh, well, I work for this farm and oh, I actually wanted to set up a meeting with you. Who can I talk to? And then they're going to be on the spot and like, you know, you're there. So they're, they're going to know that you are in front of their face. It's going to be harder for them to reject you. At least you'll get to the next step in the process. The same thing goes for collaborations with influencers or people who are like much more advanced than you, and maybe this means buying their program or joining or participating in their Facebook group, constantly sharing their stuff. In some ways, the world is still pay to play, I mean think about it, the more advanced someone is in their career than you, the busier they are and the more people they are surrounded by. So the easiest way to stick out is with money or energy, in other words, effort. You don't need to be rich. That is not what I'm saying. But I've gotten a lot of my collaborations by first being a student of that teacher's course, even if it wasn't the exact right course for me, if I thought it was a wise investment to get my foot in the door or to get um, to even meet other clients, like I've paid like $400 for like a one day event with a coach, you know, just to see who else was in the room. And I made like triple my investment back because I've gotten like four clients since that meet probably more than triple my investment because I've gotten like four or five clients from that from that one event right so it's not just an opportunity to network with that coach or person or influencer but also with the other people who are interested in them because that right there shows that you guys have common grounds and the other people might be more accessible and more open to collaborating casually. And then maybe if the coach sees that two of their students are collaborating, they'll take an interest in it, right? So there's so many ways that you can go about it. It's really an art rather than, it's an art and a science, but it's not like set in stone. It's not like you need to put on the fancy suit and go to the cocktail hour and chase down the politician at the bar. You don't need to do that. But that's one way you can. The other way you can, like, let's say you're like, oh my God, you're asking me to spend all this money, like da 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 First of all, get out of that lack mindset. I'm not saying that you need to be rich or anything again, but your business is all about investments. So if you're gonna invest in a course, make sure you're investing in a course that you will have access somehow to the person who's running the course, if you want to learn from them or work from them. Like, again, I've bought courses just so i can have an excuse to like get to know or talk to the coach and it's not that i didn't learn anything from the course but the biggest investment i got back from that course was the network was the other people that i got introduced to that i got clients from that they brought me on as guest experts for their workshops and you know it's like a a chain reaction and also just the coaches themselves if you're having a one-on-one client meeting with them or you're having you know, a group call, and they start to get to know you, then guess what? They'll pay attention when you DM them, at the very least, so you can give a proper pitch. So that brings me to number three in a proper pitch. Go in for the kill. So the kill is a proper pitch, and that is in this following format. Number one, acknowledge their time frame. I know you must be busy, so this will only take 60 seconds. I've started so many emails like that, but make sure that it's actually going to take 60 seconds like don't send paragraphs that have more than three sentences four sentences four sentences is pushing it each paragraph should be like one to three sentences it should be broken up like you do an instagram caption where it's not like big chunk paragraphs use bold italic underline highlight whatever the fuck you gotta do to make it clear when they get to the end what your ask is so number one in the proper pitch is to acknowledge their time frame Number two, briefly introduce yourself um, or reintroduce yourself. You know, if it's someone you know, be like, as you know, I'm a lawyer and I have, you know, da-da-da-da-da, right? Provide context for why you're reaching out. Then you want to highlight their, the other person who you're reaching out to, their strengths or their skills that you truly understand what their goals are or their program or fixing like a hole or a gap in their Program or highlighting a strength, either a strength or a weakness. And then you want to bring it back to you, not in a conceited way or anything, but in the context of how you can help them or how you share a similar audience or a similar area of expertise. And then you have a specific ask. So your ask is just that: Will you like to be on my podcast? Or can I be on your podcast? Right? Or will you give a guest expert workshop? Or can I be a guest expert? Da 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 da, whatever it is. And that's how you format your pitch a few things on the introducing yourself providing context highlighting strengths and weaknesses bringing it back to you blah 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 one time there was a spiritual influencer who came out with a new book and i noticed And i had this is like one of those situations where i was just like manifesting ways to collaborate and this is actually only the first of many i don't even think she probably remembers this by now and like i've talked to her a few times after this but you probably will not even remember this the first time i ever reached out to her i said hey i noticed that you know i'm on reddit it's i'm in this subreddit reddit's like a anti anti social media social media right so i'm like i'm on reddit and i noticed in the thread about her niche um there's no mention of you like there's no reviews of your books or there's no mention of your blog or any your podcast or anything at all. So I was wondering if you would send me a copy of your book before the book came out. I was like, I was wondering if you send me a copy of your book, I'll review it on Reddit and post my review on Reddit because there's 3000 people in that subreddit who are potential ideal clients for your book and they don't have any idea who you are. You know, I obviously wrote it out like nicer than that she instantly responded and like was like yeah i'm gonna reach out to my publisher and like get you a copy of the book and i got free access to the book before anyone else it was amazing right so things like that do happen but you have to provide context like oh you know i'm also interested in this i'm a member of this community i didn't even provide authority or anything i was just like oh you know i'm just i just identified a weakness in her marketing and offered to fix that gap. So that's how you kind of get like brand deals. Another situation, you know, maybe you highlight that you're highlighting their strengths that you guys have, you know, they have a similar um ideal client audience and you come from a totally different perspective and you want to um, share legal tips for their ideal client by coming onto their podcast and in exchange. Um, maybe you, like I've done in the past where I've been like, Hey, you know, um, I noticed that your, your branding is like, I've pitched myself to do trademark work for people for free in exchange for, getting exposure and like getting things like you know there are so many ways to skinny cat i'm sorry if there's any vegans out there but all you have to do is be really 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 fucking creative and be really intentional with your pitch and have an ask have a clear ask and it doesn't matter how creative or crazy it is it will get a response it might not be the response you're looking for but like if you're clear concise and creative you'll get a response Okay, so we spent a lot of time on number one, which is improper introductions. And then just to review, we talked all about what, how to make a proper introduction and, um, and how to make a proper pitch. So, proper introduction is warm them up, get in their orbit, go for the kill, and the kill is proper pitch, which starts with acknowledging their time frame, briefly introducing yourself to provide context, highlighting their strengths and skills that you understand what their goals are or their weaknesses and how you can fill in those gaps, slightly bring it back to you in the context of how you can help them, etc, and then have a specific ask. Number 2 on the second mistake, pitching mistake that will make or break your deal, improper procedure. I have so many feels about this because this is something that like happens to me all the time and this is what makes or breaks a lot of collaborations more than anything for me is improper procedure or just like laziness or um, being like inconsiderate of other people or just like being really entitled. Or just, like, thinking the world revolves around you. Not you, the listener, but you, that, like, you know, vapid, kind of needy person that we all get to know eventually. So, this is something that's been, like, going on a lot in my life lately. And I've been having to, like, re-clarify, re-test, and re-establish my boundaries all the time with this. So, I'm just going to say it out there. There is no need to have a call to brainstorm how we can collaborate like period you either have something in mind or you don't and you either ask me that specific thing or you don't ask me until you have an idea put it in your mind as an intention and maybe like almost like you would with any kind of manifestation once you set an intention opportunities start to present themselves left and right that wouldn't be clear at the get-go so you need to have an intention and give it time and like look for opportunities and then something will come to you and you'll have a specific ask right like when i emailed that author about the book like she had been on my radar for a year before that and I you know totally felt like she changed my life and like I really loved her stories like she literally did influence me in so many ways positively and I was like oh I want to I want to like know this person right like I'm going to be on this podcast one day all right I'm still not on that podcast but I did get to get a copy of her book right like that's amazing and then later on she brought me in as a guest expert to do a training for her membership community so like we have a relationship it just didn't look like what i would have imagined in the beginning right and thank god i didn't just email her in the beginning like we should collab because she'd be like who the fuck are you like you know she has thousands and hundreds of thousands of people following her and listening to her if she had to you know she has to use her own discretion too, to weed out people. I can't just be like, oh, we should collab, like, let's hop on a phone call to see how we should collab. Like, what? I'm not, this is not a pick my brain session. I'm not your consultant. I'm not your business coach. I'm not the one pitching you on how I can fit into your business. Like, let's be clear here. You're the one pitching me to bring me into something you're doing. So you need to have that in mind before you reach out to me, to me or don't waste my time or, and don't waste your time. So every time I'm hop I've hopped on a call like like that. Oh, t- let's brainstorm how we can collaborate. It has turned into a pick my brain situation, and that is not okay with me. Like I don't even let clients pick my brain for free. I have paid consultations, right? So. Don't get me wrong, sometimes an intro call is needed, but only after someone messages me or emails me with the collaboration ask an introduction about it, and then I agree and use my discretion that it might sound like a fit because I've either had conversations with them, I've seen them in similar, you know, networking communities as me, or I just like have I can vet them by seeing that my other friends have collaborated with them, right? So I'll do a little bit of my own research, but you want to make sure that the ask is clear, and then if we need to have a call to go over details and whatnot, at least we have a meeting agenda and a timeline to work with. Because, ladies, we gotta get over the need to unho- to host unnecessary meetings. Like this is not corporate America. All meetings must have an agenda and a timeline. Period. Or else they can be emails or voice notes. If the e- if the meeting is not a clear 30 minute meeting. 15-minute meeting and if it doesn't have an agenda then you're wasting your own time because I've gotten on meetings like this And then they just end up guess what needing more meetings or follow-up meetings or following up calls and I'm like why the fuck did I even answer that person's fucking voice note for We should collab in the first place when it's creating so much stress and so much work and the need for like so many phone calls and back and forth like what the fuck so You know and I'm again this is not to be condescending, not to be mean, not to be rude, but the busier people get and or the more success that people have, they're either busier or they've done everything in their power and paid a lot of people to outsource a lot of shit so that they don't have to be busy and they don't have to get on the phone with people and let them pick their brain for free, right? So. I am not your consultant if you are pitching me treat it like a pitch get your shit together tell me how you want to work with me and you better have some kind of understanding of what i do because i've also gotten pitches for people to ask me to do things that like they clearly have no idea and have never looked at myself like i had a pitch from someone who's like oh can you like come on and talk to my e-commerce i teach like people how to open up an e-commerce store like can you teach them about like all the things they need to know about like the legal stuff of e-commerce i'm like I don't work in that industry. I don't know anything about e-commerce legalities. And they're like, okay, but like you must know someone who can, um, okay, first of all, you're a stranger. Second of all, you're asking me to do something that I've never, ever, ever talked about. Not every lawyer knows everything about everything. And number three, now you're insulting me and like trying to just use me to get to the next person. And I don't know you. I'm not gonna refer one of my friends to you when I don't know you from a hole in the wall. So. Improper procedure is a huge red flag for me when I reject collaborations or decline collaborations. I'm very picky about who I collaborate with. And even if it seems like I'm going to collaborate with them, I'll get into number three in just a moment where I have a saving grace to, um, like, I have like a Hail Mary for how to not collab. At, I just emptied my trash during my podcast. So you just heard all that crumpled paper. Um, ADD. So you know, I'll have like a Hail Mary way out, back door, Irish exit way to kind of like slowly back away from collaborations that kind of seem like a mess during this whole process too. So even if you get this far and people are starting to like piss you off or disrespect you or whatever, there's still a way out. So first of all, I politely, the way I politely decline a meeting is by letting them know that they can use the voice note function on the DMs and Instagram to tell me what they're thinking. And then if it necessitates a call, we can go from there. That usually works very well because then at least I can hear their ask, their pitch, the way they talk, are they stumbling on their words? Are they gonna be someone who has a 45 minute meeting when it could be 15 minutes because they can't get the words out of their mouth? Like These are real things that you should think about as you are getting to be that CEO level when you are going to either have more shit to do, or you will be at the point where you're paying so many people so that you don't have to do all of these things, right? So you're trying to get towards that freedom. That's the transition that CEOs are making. They're going from being really, really busy to hopefully outsourcing and delegating and leading a team so that everything's clear, everyone's on the same page, and it's just simply impossible to do that with people who are just have, no regards for other people, no regards for agendas or meeting times or other people's days and lives and schedules. So that's my little rant and if you can tell I'm very passionate about it because this just it just happens to me way too much and um but I'm always trying to be polite polite when I politely decline unfit collaborations. I just say it's not a fit at this time. Okay. So then here's my hail mary slash the third mistake that people make that will third pitching mistake that will make or break your deal having no contract and i'll tell you why that's a mistake i talk about this all the time not just because i'm a lawyer but contracts seriously help you filter out bad vibes and red flags and it's often the case that you think something sounds like a good idea but after you start to coordinate with them They turn out to be flaky or irresponsible, unresponsive. They miss your meetings. They're rude or they're straight up shady AF. So something like this happened to me today. And that's why I felt inspired to make this podcast. Okay, so here's a little story time. A woman had asked me to collaborate. I was hesitant because I didn't know her and she wasn't following me or anything. I never saw her engage with me. So that was a little bit of a red flag because she doesn't know my work, right? She doesn't know what I'm about, but she had said, at least in her introduction, that she had found out about me from another collaboration I participated in. So I was like, all right, I'll hear her out. But her pitch was like, let's have a call and brainstorm ways to collab. And I politely declined and I gave my spiel, but she insisted because she said that she has to get to know people and vet them before she can let them talk to her clients. And I was like, okay, I just accepted because I don't know, lapse of judgment. She seemed mature and experienced. She came from corporate, so this wasn't like her first rodeo. She came from a major city and not that that matters, but we kind of like, you know, I come from New York. When someone else comes from New York or San Francisco or a big city where like, I know that they or London, like they know how to like get shit done. I'm like, okay, I give them the benefit of the doubt, right? But, lo and behold, we had lots of trouble scheduling the call. She couldn't figure out how to use my scheduling link. Emails were unanswered, the back and forth was just unorganized. Finally, the call comes. I thought it would be like a 15 minute call because it started at like 3.15. Or something. So I was like, "Oh, perfect. It's probably fifteen minutes, right?" No, ass of me, because I assumed. Turns into like, and it turns into like, the first thirty minutes of her bragging about herself and like, where like her living situation and her random course coming up soon that has nothing to do with the collaboration. Like she never asked. Like I thought maybe she was taking like a thirty-minute detour to describe this course that's coming up because that's what she was going to ask me to collaborate on. But that was that was just like a sidetrack and then she ended up asking me for legal advice about the collab I'm like seriously like then it turns into me at least inviting her to collaborate with me on her skill set so you know she never even invited me to do anything with her then it turned into me inviting her to do something with me because I thought that she had this skill set right and it turned into, like, oh, we'll have, you know, I'll brainstorm and figure out a way that I can, like, get you in front of my clients, and front of my audience, and, like, you know, we'll go from there. I'm, like, okay, whatever. So, I send her an email to follow up, at least on my collaboration, but I don't hear back. She sends me an email to set up another call for God knows what, again, to brainstorm a way to collab, I guess, like – bitch like just think about it and then let me know like why do we have to have two calls I'm in the middle of moving you know that like why do we have to have another hour call right so whatever it gets better I was about to send her a contract but I did some more vetting for my collaboration that I was going to pay her to do because I pay my guest experts on my workshop um for my mentorship program CEO skills when I bring on guest collaborators I pay them because I know what it feels like to be part of a collaboration and not get paid and how much work that it is right that's why having that return on the investment going into it that idea and like that intention is so important because you want to make sure that you are not just like spending all your time for no reason you want to make sure that people's audiences are aligned that they're going to buy from you maybe or like at least reach out to you or that it will lead to other opportunities to be a guest expert like you want to have all that going into it but I couldn't even tell you like who her clients even are I just know that they're like a certain category that might seem like they're not ideal clients but a new a new category of ideal clients let's just put it that way Because i'm not going to put her on blast or anything but anyway so i was about to send her a contract for my collaboration and all of this after she invited me to collab and didn't even have an idea and just because i didn't want the meeting to be a waste of time i invited her to do something for me i was going to pay her i was going to send her a contract but i did some more vetting first and i found some clips of her speaking on the topic at hand and she couldn't even answer basic questions off the bat um the video there was actually like all these videos online kind of like talking about how bad her workshops were and stuff so i was like like this would be a paid opportunity no way in hell am i paying some stranger that can't even explain what she does for a living and putting them in front of my audience my my clients that i care so much about like no you're not going to be the person that i recommend so i decided in my head thank god we didn't sign a contract so she finally respondent accepting the collab invite, but guess what? It sucks for her because it's not a formal promise. I never sent the contract and she knows that the next step is the contract. So that the moral of the story is that's what I mean by filtering out bad vibes with the contract signing process. I went through this whole shebang, this whole process, and I'm lucky that I use contracts because if I just never send her the contract, whatever, let her think I'm a flake, let her think I suck. I would almost rather that than bring her on and pay her and get another phone call and da 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 da. Like there's so many, I don't need to be desperate for collaborations. There's so many other people to collaborate with, so many brands that are aligned. And so I don't need to go through any of that red flag drama. You know, if someone goes through the pattern of And if they're not a paying client they're just like a collaborator or someone in your audience and they have like seven follow-up questions for every question that you answer like when you try to do a favor and you answer a question or you do something and then they have like seven more follow-up steps for you and it turns into like a whole day of you like coaching them in the dms or answering them like that's this type of person you don't need a phone call to brainstorm a collaboration and you sure as fuck don't need a follow-up phone call to continue the brainstorming process. Like, no, that is no, that is not a CEO skill. So I will tell you what to put in your contract and use a contract um, so that you can make sure that that is the formal process, that after you vet people, after you get to know them through this whole procedure, if you decide you definitely want to go through send them the contract and really quickly, some content topics in the contract to cover, who owns the content, is it the guest or the host? If it's, let's say the guest is licensing it out to the host, can the host reuse the content? Because sometimes I see like people who collaborated, they'll sell it as a bonus or, you know, part of their module for their next course it's like is that legal i don't know what depends on what your contract says on how you can reuse the content how long can they use the content what are the timeline and deadlines for delivering the content are there any promotional responsibilities like do you have to promote it on your stories or make posts about it um and i have so much more to say about collaboration contents uh, contracts i have so many posts on my instagram at nina the lawyer all about collaborations if you want more about that um, but I just really wanted to come in here and give you a little tough love kick in the ass and let you know how to just be more intentional and responsible and considerate with your collaborations. And, you know, not that I um, advocate ghosting anyone, but not sending a co- contract when that's clearly the next step is a great way to ghost someone if you need to to, right? Okay, so we're on the same page here last but not least, don't forget that you have a sneaky opportunity to win a free or not win, definitely get a free website privacy policy and terms of use contract from me if you review this podcast on iTunes. It doesn't have to be five stars. It could be whatever you want to leave, honestly. And then you screenshot that review. You send it to me via email at well, or you can DM me at Nina the Lawyer with the screenshot of the review and I will give you a free website privacy policy and terms of use template. So that is it for today's episode. I hope that you feel empowered and confident moving forward with your pitches. And even if, listen, hey, even if you feel more insecure or more nervous after today's episode, I'm just one opinion. This is just the way I operate. Again, you know, I'm from New York. I'm like, typical lawyer type a personality there's so many people who probably would love the hey let's collab but that's not a ceo skill that is long and sustainable that's something that works in the beginning it's not something that's sustainable because you're all going to get busy and i want to just see you kind of nip those bad habits in the bud so take my advice with a grain of salt if you want navigate it yourself but I promise one day you're going to look back and you're going to be like, why the fuck do people want to have phone calls to brainstorm? Brainstorm ways to collaborate. Does it make sense? But all right, don't forget to leave a review and get your free contract template. And I'll see you in the next one.